Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jace. And our sponsors today, Mainstream Marketing and Boyd's One Stop. All right, looking at weather real quick. 66 down on the island in Galveston this morning. Nice and cool. And uh, there'll be a few morning clouds. They'll give way to afternoon sunshine with a high of 77. East winds will be 10 to 20. Right now they're down. And then for tonight, mostly clear, low of 73. South-southeast winds 10 to 15. And for tomorrow, partly cloudy skies, high of 82. South-southeast winds 10 to 20 miles per hour and looking at galveston channel tide predictions it's four of them today we had uh we have a high occurring right now at the galveston channel at 406 a.m it's a 1.6 then a low at 958 a.m a 1.1 and then a high at 337 p.m a 1.6 with a low tonight at 952 p.m it's an 0.9 so very little water movement we got four of them but uh they're pretty weak in between. 7.19 a.m. is sunrise, 6.53 p.m. sunset. Our moon phase is 8%. Currently, the buoy offshore, 22 nautical miles east of Galveston. It's east at 7, gusting to 9. It's 68 degrees with 79-degree water. Barometric pressure is super low at 29.68 inches. And the Galveston Channel, it's 65 degrees, 78-degree water with a north wind at 7. Eagle Point. 65 degrees, 72 degree water with an east wind at 8. So, east offshore, north in Galveston, and then east in, at Eagle Point in lower Galveston Bay. So, there it is. All right, let's head over to Sabine Lake. Let's get fired off with Captain Bill Watkins this morning and see what he's up to. Bill, good morning. What's going on? Oh, man, how are you this morning? Couldn't be better. Astros win. Hey, we're in a... ALCS for the seventh straight time. Let's roll. There you go. I always say about a sports fan that uh, when their team wins, that's uh, that's their high point of the week. And if it they don't is. win, they're hoping that they will win the next time. <laughs> so there well, you go. Some of us still but, play uh, to win. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, or are, what's their standing in the playoff right now? 
where it's going to be an all-Texas uh, American League final. Astros Absolutely. and Rangers. Hmm. I like Don't that. Don't get any better than that, buddy. No, it does <laughs> not. Well, brother, the fishing has been good over here. Well, that's good uh, to hear. There's plenty of 14-inch uh, to 16, 17-inch trout. Um, and I have been almost 100% on the Louisiana side here lately. That's just been the game for me. Uh, mm. uh, of course, the the rivers are putting out shrimp, and there's lots of fish following them. Right. There's a uh, trout and redfish schooling in the lake, but uh, mostly it has been up at the rivers, and birds have been working up there early. And then you have to kind of work at it after that. And uh, on the shorelines, with this high tide we've had standing up, you know, it's been high all week almost. And it's right up in the edge of the grass. And the fish are moving down the shoreline. Really interesting how that works. Uh, if you uh, even if there's no birds working, the fish are staying within 30 feet of the bank. Uh, that's the strangest deal I've ever seen. Where those shrimp are, are hugging. Well, they the probably line. got those, uh, you know, the bait pushed up against the ledge there, and uh, you know, running them shrimp up and down. Well, one do, thing I, I all the white fishermen I've been talking to when they're waiting, they're kicking up shrimp like crazy and real shallow like yeah. that. That's exactly right. And uh, I think what happened, that northeast wind was pushing against the Louisiana shoreline so much Mm. that it, you know, for like a three-day deal, and it blew pretty hard for two days. And it uh, it pushed, it kind of dirtied the water all up on that side of the lake, but in turn it pushed all the bait up against the bank. And then when it stopped and shut off, Within four or five hours, the sediment was dropping out, and the fish moved in to feed. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking happened. And, uh, boy, I mean, it, if you see a little shrimp flipping, skipping across the top, throw at it. You better. And you catch one. You'll yeah. get bit. Yeah, so we've been catching, and you know, every once in a while there's a redfish, and there are some redfish out in the lake schooling. And uh, some of them are real nice slot size. Right. So, uh, and I I did see, probably told you that, I saw a couple of hundred redfish come up chasing shrimp the other day out of the intercoastal canal. And they shoved those shrimp up into the lake through a pass and just worked them over for, you know, maybe three or 400 yards before they sounded. And it was totally shrimp they were eating. And, I, and all those fish look to be about 22 to 26 inches. Kind of gave me hope about the fishery. Mm-hmm. That's good. Really, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought uh, we were kind of kind of thin on redfish in some areas, but nah, they're they've just been up the river. They always show up, man. I, uh, you know yeah, when your fish disappear, go go upstream. 
That's that's what they do. That's they, right. They go to the bait and eat it as it's growing up and follow it out as it gets bigger and just chase it out of here. Yeah. I've always I've always said that if you're gonna stay on the fish on Sabine Lake, what you have to do if there's a bunch of fresh water coming down, go south and keep going south till you hit them. And if it's salty, 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 go north. Go north. Until you find Yes. Yeah, it's very, very simple. Keep moving until you find them. And that's the whole story. That's how it works. Mm. And, of course, the water, the water in the lake is really pretty, but, you know, up north it's it's pretty nice, too. I mean... <laughs> Uh, it, I think is there's probably trout and redfish all the way past Orange, maybe I-10, and uh, for sure at I-10 at Beaumont. That's, that's how salty that water's been. And we yes. have not had enough appreciable rain to run off. There has been zero runoff. Even, you know, some, some folks have got a two- or three-inch rain for the last couple of months, and it's, it just goes in the ground. So... Uh, and the whole whole key to catching fish right now is throw a little John or a K Wiggler ball tail four inch. That's it. And it doesn't particularly matter what color. You can use white all day long, or you can use uh, you know glow with a yellow tail, or you can use uh, you can use what they call that uh, sand ninja. Kelly K. Wiggler ball tail, that uh, that thing is a really good shrimp imitation. And if if all else fails, you can throw those little rainbow shad and stuff like that, or the the little John that's uh, got the, the yellow tail that's kind of amber colored with red flakes. I forget what color we call that. And uh, that's that's real good too. I mean. He's, you could just about reach in there and pull any color out you want to. If you throw it at the right spot, you're going to catch a fish. Yeah, this time of year when the fish are snapping and, you know, on these shrimp frenzies, I just put something on and throw it. You'll get bit. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, how, that's the pattern right now. Now, when the tide falls out, we get a good blowdown. Maybe this weekend, it might be northwest, might be north. Uh, if that blows the tide down pretty good, then expect the fish to move out into the lake a little bit, get off the shoreline, mm-hmm. and there will be. And that'll that'll probably make the birds work more. But that, that was a funny thing about uh, Tuesday. I... I had a trip Wednesday, and we moved it to Tuesday to take take advantage of that really pretty calm weather. And uh, there was a, a high tide at daylight, and it stood there with no falling tide. I couldn't see any current around the crab balls or anything. And the no, boat it was like you, went, you had spot. like a 1.7 high that morning, and then the low at 10 o'clock was like a 1.4, so you had a three-inch tide. Yeah, that's, I would agree with that. And then the and high behind that how, low was only a one-inch differential, you know? Yeah. And uh, 
when you get that situation, they're probably going to be on, on near the bank. And uh, but the birds did not work that morning at all. Yeah. Uh, there'd be an occasional seagull or a tern flap around and show you a shrimp. And that was all I had to key on. There were no big swirling fox birds like there had been. And uh, it just was the most unusual thing. And uh, we just started off down the shoreline, throwing at the shoreline, which normally I'll kind of tuck into the bank and throw out, especially if the wind's coming off the bank. But mm-hmm. this time, I just sat out there about 30 yards and threw at the bank. And uh, every, every once in a while, we'd have to turn around and throw the other way. We'd see a shrimp skip or something. But basically, the fish were 10, 15 feet off the bank on, on the steeper shorelines. They were they were right where that transitions from three to four feet. Mm-hmm. That, that was the area that they were holding in. You know, just absolute light bass fishing and fun to do. Right. That's People like to have a target to throw at. They like to have a bank to throw at. You know, it, it's hard hard for people to visualize what's under the surface sometimes. If you're fishing a reef or a hump or a, a shell pad or anything like that, and you're just in open water, it's like, really, am I going to catch a fish here? Right. Yeah, you will <laughs> if they're out there. But, you know, and trout move around, do what they do you got to fish a bunch of different situations, but this was strictly like springtime bass fishing, throwing it, throwing up at the bank. And uh, th- those fish wanted that bait work, you know, lots of flips and lots of action, just like a shrimp would do. And they'd, they'd take it. I mean, most of the fish we caught were hooked pretty deep. Didn't hardly lose any. Always a good deal. Yeah, we're gonna warm up pretty good tomorrow, but that wind's gonna go northwest, and then it's gonna be north for the next three or four days. Yeah, and, uh, some pretty chilly I've, nights, you know. Uh, fifty-eight Saturday night, fifty-five Sunday night, fifty-two Monday night. Highs yeah. in the mid seventies. Man, fall weather, bring it. So I'm on fish Friday. Then another then, front uh, next weekend. Don't know if I'll make it Saturday and Sunday or not. Might have to adjust that one. Just going to watch that last-minute weather forecast before I make up my mind. Yeah, that's... Because northeast of fish in it. Mm-hmm. You know, northwest is... That's going to make the tide do something. <laughs> it'll move. I, I believe it'll... You know, unless it's, unless it's a standing high, and, and probably won't be. Well, it's good to get a good flush this time of year, you know, get a good drop. And uh, yeah, doesn't hurt that brings anything. even more positive signs out of the marsh, you know, into the lake itself. Yeah. All right, let yeah, me knock this break sure. out, Bill. I'll be right back yeah, at you, buddy. Sure. Hang with me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man. All right, you're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 417 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we are back, my friend. All right, buddy. And I'm here with you. Yes, sir. Yeah, well. this, uh, this little cool front's coming pretty regular. That's uh, that's, got, that's got my trigger finger itching, but uh, I'm not ready to shoot anything right at this moment. <laughs> I'm too busy fishing. Yeah. So that's... Uh, Get some good That's fishing legs in and then let it cool down even more and then go hunting on the bad weather days. I haven't even had time to, to shoot a squirrel out of my backyard, you know. But uh, I can't I'll believe how long later. it's taken me to get my uh, super combo paper in, you know, the license itself. Oh, really? Yeah, I ordered it online. You know, like I always do, and it usually comes pretty quick. It'll come before the duck stamp from the feds, but uh, the federal duck stamp came two weeks ago, and I still don't have my. And I even uh, wow, that's... And she goes, well, give us 30 days. You know, it, we, we tell you that it might take 30 days. I said, okay. Man, <laughs> that's usually not the case. Yeah, it shows but, that I bought and paid for it and everything else, you know. I just. I just wind up going to the Parks and Wildlife Office in Beaumont. You know, it's a bit of a drive, but I'll just go get it. And then Federal Duck Stamp comes in. Order that stuff online, and it's usually, boom, it gets here quick. Yeah. little delay. I have to do do my Louisiana license like that. I order it online. Right. I don't want to drive all the way over there to Baton Rouge or whatever. Sure. But, uh, yeah, that uh, well, one they of my guide buddies. You don't have to show up in person to get your Louisiana guide license once you're. You no, you have to do it the first time. First you time, yeah, but you can just renew yeah. it online. The first first time you buy the Louisiana charter license, you have to drive right. to uh, Baton Rouge. Uh, a friend of mine did that this past year in the spring. He he just had to load up and go over there. And uh, next year they'll send him. They'll send you a form out in the mail right at the end of the year. Right. And uh, one of my one of my friends that I guide with a lot, he uh, he got stopped in the uh, in Johnson Bayou day before yesterday, and uh, there was a game warden, a young lady game warden, had uh, just turned out, I guess, and uh, she stopped him and. Ask him for his 
charter license and asking for proof of insurance and Coast Guard license booklet, the whole thing. And he had his Louisiana charter license, but he didn't have his Coast Guard booklet and the uh, the proof of insurance. They require that over there. And uh, she was uh, raking him over the coals over there. <laughs> I mean, why, you know, I can see the proof of insurance, but the, the Coast Guard license, that has nothing to do with her. That's federal. Yeah, you know what she told him? She said, I can look at anything I want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. A newbie. Well, it just, uh, he wouldn't have his uh, Louisiana state guide license if uh, he didn't have a captain's license. That's so, true. That. And he said, he said, you have to have both of those to purchase this charter license. Exactly. She said, it doesn't matter. You're supposed to have them, both of those in the boat. Well, you are and, supposed uh, to have it on you, you know, in your, in your position. Yeah, I guess, I guess she knew what she was talking about. And, uh, he, she was very nice to him and, and uh, she said, but that's a uh, like a class four misdemeanor. Next thing to being a felony, and uh, but she let him go with a verbal warning because she knew he had, you know, he had it. Well, sure. And, uh, but they're still looking for people that's guiding without losing a charter license. And a lot of them running so, hot over in Louisiana, man. You any, see it on TV any all of the you time. Guides, yeah, any of you text guides that think you're gonna go over there and. Uh, bootleg and not buy that high dollar charter license let me tell you my friends you better get it or you're gonna get it they'll finally catch you they're looking and they've been after that for three months now and they, <laughs> if you don't know the law you better figure it out better find out what you gotta have if you think you can come over to louisiana and keep texas limits then and guide you you can't do that. It's not gonna get you out of trouble. If you're over there guiding with a guide party, uh you've got to have that charter license. That's yeah. just it. So don't think you're gonna wiggle your way out of it. It's a high dollar fine and you know, that's just the way it is. They uh I think they probably just look past that a lot, but uh you know, if they ever catch you, and they they really are, they're patrolling. I've seen them a couple times here lately. Yeah. Always makes me kind of get chilled in my spine. <laughs> Even uh, though I've got all my stuff, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still like nervous. And, well, that's like getting pulled over for a traffic violation or something. Maybe, I mean, when the law, the law dog gets you, it makes everybody nervous. <laughs> yeah, it does. Even though you're not you're doing anything guessing. wrong, it still makes you antsy, you know? Like, yeah. what did I do? You're, yeah, you're second-guessing yourself the whole time. Yeah, and, uh, it's kind of like going to the doctor. You can, you can take your blood pressure before you leave the house, and it's perfect. And when you get in the doctor's office, it's up. White coat syndrome is what they call that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, I'll tell you what. She even pulled all 40 of his trout out of his box and measured every one of them. Boy. Every fish with a tape measure. Man, oh, man. Now, that's, that's the difference in a new game warden over there and a, a, an older one because they 
they just look in the box and stir them around a little bit. And well, yeah, experienced good. one can look in there and tell, you know, it's, uh, but that, you know, it's tough when the, when the minimum length 12 inches, you've got a <laughs> yeah. bunch of small ones in there. They all look too little to me, you know, I, yeah, they do. I'm so uh, used to lately. Texas limits, you know, that size, because we don't even keep anything. If we're keeping fish, if it's if it's right at around 15, 15 and a quarter, we chunk it. If it don't go 15 yeah. and a half or better, don't even bother yeah, with it. Yeah, you might have a little bit of a shrink factor later yeah, in the day. You know, who wants to take that chance? Yeah, and I, I use a uh, an angle board measuring stick so you can shove that nose up there and be sure their mouth's closed. And, well, people you know, improperly measure fish all the time. You, the mouth has to be closed. Shove his head up.
right now. Really? Yeah, I've native seen some fans. live oaks around. You know, that's a native, a native Texas uh, tree. And uh, yeah. it's been through the worst floods, the worst droughts since beginning of time. So it's it's a native tree to this area, so it does pretty well in bad condition. Yeah. Yeah, most of the ones I'm seeing around here are still green. They're, they're in good shape. They got a, a big root system that goes way out away from the base of the oh, tree. Oh, yeah. That's uh It gets out that gumbo and... It's hard to grow grass under them unless you get them trimmed and thinned out right. Get some sunlight under them. All right, Bill. Well, hey, it's always a pleasure talking to you. I wish you the best of fishing, you know, before the this weekend's looking a little iffy with this front coming. But uh, we'll get through it. It is fall. We'll take them when we can get them. Somebody wants to call That's you about right. fishing, how they get a hold of you. 409-673-9211. Or fishabeanlake.com. That'll get you there. All right, if you buddy. call my home phone, if you call my home phone, please leave a message because I don't answer that thing. There's too many telemarketer calls. <laughs> they just come at me all the time. Yeah, spam calls are abundant. <laughs> yes. Take all care, right, buddy. buddy. Hey, thanks, Bill. Have a good day. See you, man. All right. That's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. And I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Onyx PFDs. You know, approximately 70% of all fatal boating accident victims drowned. And out of that 70%, 87% of them were not wearing a personal flotation device. A PFD, well, it's like wearing a seatbelt. It's the biggest safety feature that's proven to save your life. An Onyx AM24, that's the one I wear, and it's very comfortable. It's convertible from automatic to manual or manual-only inflation. It has a low-profile design. It keeps you comfortable in hot weather. Plus, it has a soft neoprene neckline. It won't rub you raw when you're moving from spot to spot in rough water. It has a durable ripstop fabric that resists tears and punctures. Now, inflatable PFDs are not recommended for children and non-swimmers, but Onyx has a complete lineup of flotation devices to fit every situation. For more information, visit onyxoutdoor.com or you can check them out at Academy Sports and Outdoors. I wear Onyx PFDs. You should, too. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 435 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Conroe now. Let's check in with the fish dude, Richard Tosh. What's up, Richard? Not a lot, Mickey. How are you this morning? Oh, I couldn't be better, man. Just no ashes over this morning. Oh, I hear you. I hear game you. They finished good, early, though. and uh, they won, and I'm happy. I heard that. Well, I'll tell you what, it wasn't as dramatic as the night before, though. That, I don't they, know, they, man. I was I was getting nervous <laughs> there towards the end. We lost that two-run lead. It was one-run lead, and I'm going, oh, man, anything can happen. You ain't kidding. You Playoff ain't kidding, baseball. That, Drama. That's all. I, I guarantee it is. There ain't no doubt about that. But I'll tell you what, it's, that was like yesterday. I wanted to go fishing. It's dying bad. I couldn't stand it, but it wouldn't quit raining. So I just went and picked up a couple of peacocks. Peacocks. What do you need? Some new watchdogs around there? Pretty much. I mean, that's uh, my wife's into all these other critters too. So we got chickens, ducks, and now we got peacocks. Oh man, let's roll. So <laughs> that's it. That's it. So it's all it's all good. So then, that way y'all can go fishing today. It ain't doesn't look like it's going to rain much today. So that's all right. Supposed to get hotter tomorrow. I guarantee it is around here. There ain't no doubt because it's something though. I, this buddy of mine, he's got all these all kinds of birds. He actually showed me some. He called them silver, uh, silver uh, wood ducks. So they, those were neat. That's that's the neatest wood duck I've ever seen. So he had some, you know, he had some regular old wood ducks, but he got some silver wood ducks too. And that's, I mean, they're just solid white with the same markings. You can see all the markings on them. So it's it's neat. And he's got a whole ton of quail. So that's, that's every time every time I go over, I say, "You got any quail left?" Yeah. Says we eat them at deer camp all the time. So he had the quail everywhere, and he got peacocks out the wazoo. And then about we was out standing out there talking. He's and he got talking about. I've been losing a couple of chickens here and there, and I I look up and I said, well, "There's a bald eagle right there." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's your culprit right there. That's who's getting your getting your chickens. Because the chickens run loose, everything else is in a pen. So it's uh it's funny as heck, you know, because you can see that eagle flying over his overhead, looking around for anything, anything loose out there. But now I'm I want to get out there and and do some fishing today because that you know, that water being above that grass like it is right now, it's it's kind of fun. I've, I've been trying out. Uh, it's not really a new bait, but it is kind of a new bait that Bass Assassins got. It's called an Artemis Shad. It's uh, it's a swim bait's what it is, and that thing has been throwing it on top of that grass. It's pretty weedless, so I can just chuck it out there and reel it in over the top of it. And the fish were hitting it pretty good the other day. You know, just we only caught a couple of them on it, but it was something that that got my suspicion aroused anyway. Because right. it's you, know, you can work it right through that grass, and it's you know just. I've been Texas rigging it more than anything with a little weight, but you could do it with a jig head too. But I, I think this that Texas rigged way I got it with a big old six aught wide gap hook is uh you know just throw it out there and reel it in right across the top of that grass and you know I catch them on spinnerbait and then 
then uh but that's always that my little trick after a cold front these first cold fronts of the year you always throw a spinner bait on them and, and you can catch them pretty good because it's it's one of the things where most people think throwing a spinner bait throw it out wind it in uh, no throw it out wind it in as quick as you can make it wake you know i talked about that last week make it wake the surface you know if them blades were they're spinning so dang, so dang fast it keeps it up high in the water column and it's not a top water bait but it's you can see the wake coming at you and then I, you know after that i started throwing that you know kind of mixing it up between that and that that artemis shed and and uh yeah, that Artemis it's like, shad, it's, uh, it's like the little sea shad we throw, except it's, what, like a five-inch bait? Right, right. It's yeah. about a five-inch bait. It's, mm. I mean, it's a, it's a neat-looking bait, big, big wide body on it. And it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's like I said, it's the first time I've used it. And it, I had the right conditions to, to really use it uh, effectively, I think. And that's right now, you know, because water, with the water being above that grass and with there's so much vegetation in the lake it's you know it allows me to cover a lot more water a little quicker uh-huh. you know so that's you know that and and avoid hanging up and you know like with a jig head you know i think i was thinking about do doing it on like a, that warm white hook on it right it's it's i'm using a mustad hook for it's a wide gap six odd hook is what it is right. and, and it's i mean it's, it's a big gigantic hook and i've I'm one of these guys that uses those, those big wide gap hooks exclusively anyway. You know, a lot of people use those straight shank hooks and stuff no, like that on the I'm a wide them. gap I, guy myself, too. I, I know. I, years ago, I got to kind of experiment with those hooks. And I noticed, you know, especially when I, I was doing a lot of flipping and, and pitching into log jams or, or even uh, deep hydrilla where you're flipping into it. I, I noticed I'd lose a lot more fish on a straight shank hook than I would a wide gap hook because my either my the body of my bait was too big and it it occupied the the small gap in that in the uh, straight shank hook. So when you set the hook, you had to really jerk on it to get it to to penetrate your bait and compress the bait so it would hook the fish in the mouth. So I was you know it used to it, it's like I think I'd lose like uh, maybe 30% of the fish that I'd set the hook on. And then when I went to a wide wide back hook, uh, a wide gap hook, it, I started catching, you know, more. I'd, I'd lose like yeah, 10%. Yeah, catch ratio got better, yeah. Exactly. And, and it's because it, it allowed that bait to slide down the, the shank of the hook versus having to force it down. And plus, when you start looking at baits on a hook, you know, bass fishermen are, are horrible about it. You want your bait perfectly straight. You don't want to bend in it. You don't, you know, no crooks, no bends. You want it perfectly straight as you hold it up so it's, it moves the way it should move through the water. You know, if you put a little kink in it or something like that, it'll twist. You know, that's... Especially like if you're using, and you know, using like a shad assassin. You take a shad assassin, put it on the jig head. If if you put it on that jig head and it's and it's bent slightly, it's going to twist in the water. If you put it on there straight, then it does. It it'll move straight up and down. It it dives and and comes right. up and and it 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 moves like you want it to, 
versus, you know, spinning and just twisting your line up. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, that's, that's, those are things that, you know, you get real particular about at certain points, you know, especially tournament fishermen, you know, you have, if you're in a tournament, you're going to want your bait perfectly straight when it comes to soft plastic. Yeah. And stuff anytime like that. You want everything to swim true and straight and, uh, with no, you know, twist if you want some action Cor- on it then you put it on your yourself you know you correct do correct. all the twitching that's and it. jerking and all that stuff yeah that's exactly right you know and that's that's for some people they don't they don't pay any attention and i look at it i look at them put a bait on the hook and i go oh my goodness that's horrible you know and they go what's wrong i said look at your bait it's all twisted up and, and then i'll show them this is what it's going to do in the water you know and then you know, you sit them down there, and, you know, I'm particular about knots, too, you know. I've talked about that quite a bit. You know, a knot, just like a polymer knot, that's one of my go-to knots. I use it all the time. Yeah, it's a good and, knot. And, 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 yeah, it's good for just about any line you've got. I'm and, afraid not. No. <laughs> there you go. Like that old joke, afraid not. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But, you know, even even in tying a polymer knot, you know, I'm one of the one of these guys that I pay attention to how I put it on the hook. When I when I start a polymer knot, I always, you know, I'm going to run my line through one time and I'm going to come back through the other. When I make it run through that very first time, the hook point is going to be pointed at the at me. It's going to so whenever I get through tying the knot, the the loop actually pulls it the hook up. You know, if you if you sit there and look at break down that knot. You tie it just any old way with the hook point away from from where your first line goes through, then it's going to pull down whenever you set the hook. The hook will actually pull down instead of up. So if you put the hook point towards where your line's going to come in, you run your line through and then come back through the backside, do your polymer knot, that, that little wrap forces your hook to bend up when you set the hook. Yeah, you want that I mean, hook pointing up. And then, you know, and exactly. a lot of people don't realize, like when you're bass rigging a bait weedless, you know, like with, say, a regular bass assassin with a hook groove in it, you put the hook through the groove coming up to the back of the bait. But in saltwater, mm-hmm. to get that uh, bass assassin, you know, the shed, you know, the long shad tail, right. tail you actually – Put it on a jig head and run the uh, hook out of the uh, out of the belly. Yep, yeah, exactly. And uh, then it runs straight and true. If you try to come through the back of it, then it'll it'll uh, spin on you. Exactly. Run is true. That's that's exactly right. I mean, there's uh, that you know that's that's so there's so many differences between you know just a jig head and a regular old worm sure. hook. I mean, you know, the way you rig them up and it's it's. Once you kind of figure it all out, it's neat as heck, you know, because you, you sit there and go, why didn't I think of this earlier? But, you know, that's, that's what we're talking about it for because that way some of these guys get a little bit of advantage on what we had. You know, we didn't have anybody well, talking about it. a lot of people will get in a hurry and they'll they'll put their bait on improperly, whether it's putting it on a worm hook for fresh water or using a jig head for salt water. And it uh, it makes a difference in the amount of strikes you get. I see it all. It the really time. does. You know, take your time and make sure that hook's on there and that bait's hanging straight. You get no twirl with it. You get a true running when you're just swimming it, and then when you mm-hmm. want to jig it and let it fall and everything, it falls naturally and it's not all that spin and crooked stuff. And exactly. 
And plus, and then when it prevents hit, line twist, too. You don't get all that line twist. That's the big thing, because, man, I'll tell you what, those, those baits will twist your line up so quick you can't stand and it. In a heartbeat, it's like putting a spoon on without a swivel. I guarantee you that a spoon <laughs> will let you know real quick. I mean, it's that's one of the things I always do with a, a jigging spoon, because I, I'm always going to take a split ring and a barrel swivel and put on on the end of it if it doesn't already have it because they will twist your line up so quick and you get you get frustrated at it unless you're using braided line you know a lot yeah. of times i gotta i'll use braided line on it because the twist really doesn't matter in the braid but boy you well, put it, it on a with spinning, with spinning rods i see that all the time with uh spinners with braid they'll uh they'll start getting wind knots you know right that's the you're exactly right i pulled out a big old wind knot the other day that i, I took oh, about that's half nasty. all that braid balled up i just cut it and retie and that's that's exactly what i had to do them, hey, you know, watch that cause you're gonna <laughs> run out of line before the day's up that's right there ain't no doubt those, those dang wind knots are horrible and you can't i mean that's that's what right, i'm drinking i guarantee it will there ain't no doubt about that but it's uh you know it's 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 kind of neat whenever you figure it out. That's like, you know, when I'm using those shad assassins all the time, I'm always going to do a little miniature Carolina rig on them, put a, right. put a barrel swivel up in front of them. Because That's what I do. I tw- yeah, I twitch and jerk them a lot, you know. Yes. Because I'm, I'm, most of the time I'm weightless with them, and it's, uh, I'll, I'll jerk the heck out of them. Now, when I go to a jig head, it's a little bit different story. You know, it's, jig head pretty much will keep it straight as long as your, your bait's on there straight. So that's exactly. that's that's a good thing. But well, that's good info, that, man. That's you know people, a lot of people that they just don't know. They're just getting they're new at this, and not everybody's. That's brother. right. I mean, that's, that's the way it that's works. exactly right. I mean, that's you know, there's so many little things that that we do that we just take for for granted that that uh, everybody knows. Just like you know, the little little trick if you crankbait. If you're throwing a crankbait and it hangs, uh, wraps itself around the, the line, you ain't got to reach out there and grab it. Just sit there, grill it up about six inches from your rod tip, and then right there in front of your reel, just start tapping on your rod. It'll come undone. Yeah, do a little shaking bake on it, and it'll come undone. That's it. That's it. You know. All right, Richard. I'm already out of time, right. buddy. We'll, <laughs> we'll uh, talk again when we can talk longer. Good info. If somebody wants to call you about coming up and fishing with you, you'll show them firsthand how they do it, buddy. All right, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, buddy. Richard, have a good day. I'll talk to you Saturday. Be safe. Yes, sir. Y'all have fun. Later, man. All right, that's the Fish Dude, Richard Tosh, up on Lake Conroe. Now let's run down to Matagorda and let's check in with Captain Charlie Paradiski. Charlie P, what's up, man? Morning, Mickey. How good are you? Morning. Oh, I'm good, man. You know me. Hello. That was a nice, good evening of entertainment. A little, uh, little yeah. more drama than I wanted. Yeah, they'll push your patience. Well, to Jesus. That was close. Scared to the last minute, but. I mean. I mean, look at all they the opers last night. Al Tubi they was over. Bregman was over. Tucker was over. I mean, whew, man, if those guys just get a couple of hits, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, 
maybe they're saving themselves. I hope so. I hope the uh, playoff slump hadn't started for Altuve. Remember that one last year? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least uh, Abreu, he's coming around and helping out now. So. Yeah. Boy, who'd ever thunk this? <laughs> Who would have thunk it? <laughs> so maybe he's been saving himself. Who knows? But it's uh, sandbagging. He, they've been sandbagging him. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good time time of the year for uh, for sports and him and Jordan. What they have? Uh, Jordan had four home runs in the series, and uh, Brayu three. That's pretty strong. Yeah. How about old yeah. Uncle Mike jumping up there in the second inning and putting one out? Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. You got to love that guy. That he's just a, good, a professional. He's a good hitter. Man. Yeah, he is. He is good. So glad we have him. We'll see how far they can go. Hopefully they can uh, get hot and go. All the way, baby. All the way. It's going to be fun, yes, though. All Texas uh, ALCS. Yeah. Yeah, Texas hadn't lost a game in a while, so they're over. Well, they're due. So. They're they're due. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least the fish was picking up around here. Yeah, you know, I saw that. I be. saw where you caught them pretty good this week. Yeah, we had uh, that. You know, the first calm day after unsettled weather. You know, they went off. And then I go back the next day. There's 25 boats out there, and they they don't go off. So it's the same old thing. One day they eat, one day they don't. But uh, I think it was Thursday, I don't know, or Friday. I mean, them jumbos jumping all over the damn boat. Big I mean, they just ate. And... Uh, most everybody had been red fishing back in lakes and bows and stuff, so nobody was out there in the middle of the bay. And mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Pretty good. But, man, these tides are bulled up over here now. Oh, well, they are. That, oh. uh, that equinox has kicked in. Well, and we've had a lot of east in the wind, too. After that blow yesterday, you should have seen how pumped up they got around my house. Jeez. All that yeah. east wind, it was cranking. Yeah, what's it doing this morning? Is it down? Yeah, it's not up. Like nothing like yesterday. It was. Uh, let's see what it is now. Yeah, it's like northeast at seven offshore. North northeast at seven in Galveston, east at eight up in the bay. So. Well, good. Nothing, nothing to ride home about. Ought ought to be a good morning. Yes. Ought to be a good morning. So, I was Not talking to uh, what are we about eight percent or something this morning? Yeah, eight yeah. percent. So we don't have much moon. I don't know if we got much tidal movement, but no, they're weak. We went back to these four days, and they're pretty pretty minimal. So we're going to stay high, and just uh, you got a lot of water to work with along the shorelines, and just not a lot of current. Right. Well, we had two tournaments this past weekend, and those fish got beat up pretty good. Yeah, they did. It's uh, they never get a rest. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no rest. 
And I was talking to one of the main crabbers around here yesterday, and you know, he said this is the worst year he'd seen for crabbing. And, uh, you know, he thinks that when we had that freeze, that uh, it, it really hurt the, the crab population, too, killed a lot of crabs. Thanks, so. A lot of juvenile yeah. crabs. Yeah. So maybe that's well, why we, we got off to a sweet start with those crabbing this week. This year. Me and Raz and everybody, we pulled our traps up. And we're done for a while. We're going to let them grow up a little more. There's a lot of them. You know, we were averaging about 80 to 85 crabs, you know, after a two-day soak. But uh, we're about crabbed out, man. We had our fill. We had three big crab boils off of it with yeah. all our friends. Were they uh, the crabs big? No, they were kind of uh, – a few number ones in there, but mostly number twos. They they were decent, and they're full of meat and and all that. But uh, they'll get bigger. November yeah. we'll do another one week run like that, and uh, see if we can get them all grade ones. But we had some, you know, nine and ten inches. But most of them were about yeah. seven to eight inches. Yeah, he said they're not getting those big big mature crabs like they. You know, used no. to all the time. So, I guess they're taking a hit like everything else out there. Well, everything's well, under I, so much pressure. I mean, oh yeah, I'm really surprised no we can catch that many crabs up here because it's just wall-to-wall crab traps. You can't even find a place to put any out. You just go where there's not any and hope you can get a good set. Yeah. Are there a lot of shrimp boats out there in the middle of the bay? No, they're non-existent. Nothing. Just go on shrimping for bait, mostly, you know. Bait camp yeah, that's just That's just crazy. That's not worth the effort. Yeah, fuel's too much. Fuel and plus the price they get for them at the dock, it just, I don't know. There's still a few that are yeah. hanging in there, but I don't know how they're making it. Well, things have changed, but uh, sounds like the guy. Yeah, just parking along, taking what's left. There you go. All right, Charlie. See how far we can go. <laughs> hey, man, we got uh, we got time to recover till Sunday and game one Sunday. So here we go. Ghost Rose. You got it, buddy. Throw them out a number. Somebody wants to call you, Charlie. Seven one three seven two five two four zero one. All right, buddy. Catch him up. Get him. All right. Take care, Mickey. Thanks. See you, man. All right. All right. That's Captain Charlie P. down in Matagorda. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.